Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pop, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise today. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Kronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers. Laura Elizabeth as the Orc Countant Eta and Princess Gwendolyn. Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom. McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown!
Duncan, Maka, and Gwendolyn, uh, you have been tasked by the entirely on the level, absolutely legitimate lawyer, mm-hmm. uh, Murdoch True Good. And with a name like that, she's true good to be true. Um, it's on our business cards. We haven't seen those yet, but it's true. Um, you've been tasked uh, with helping to sway the opinions of three jurors. You're uh, in a rigged trial. Uh, the odds are stacked against Maka, who is being scapegoated uh, for the curse that is uh, currently uh, afflicting uh, the people of Bleen, as well as uh, just a whole bunch of other maladies that uh, he had clearly nothing to do with. Um, in order to uh, clear his name and thus enable him to uh, properly um, help uh, determine what's happening to the cluster and uh, the nature of the curse that's afflicting his people and perhaps the the larger ranging implications of it, uh, you'll need to uh, first clear his name in the trial. Um, he has drunk a potion that will slowly kill him uh, unless uh, the antidote is administered on the trial date itself. Gwendolyn has also uh, taken on a, uh, a paralyzing rune uh, that will uh, permanently incapacitate her if uh, she does not report in at the same time. So you have this evening um, to attempt your first of the three. To refresh your memories, um, the three uh, jurors that you're dealing with are uh, Wajdi Vine Marrow, the Pontifex of Beliefs, uh, who needs you to deal with the Jassians and their uh, cult propaganda. We've got Phaedrin Cone-Snout, concerned citizen who could be easily swayed uh, by official records uh, kept in the sunken archives, which are by currently yes, which are currently uh, in the possession of the Tritons, um, who have had a falling out with the Consortium of Bleen. Uh, and there's a uh, Darna Heathcrop um, who has a debt um, that she would like to pay, uh, but is unable to do so. Um, and uh, you've been given an indication, Duncan, that you would be uh, a good fit for this particular task. Uh, the three are in front of you. Uh, Duncan, at the end of the last episode, I threw to you to determine uh, which one to go to, because odds are neither Gwendolyn nor Maka will pick one. Yes. Uh, friends, it's time for us to go visit Wajdi Vinemero. I have questions about the Jassians. I feel like that would influence your quest. Markers, they've been collecting bodies, and should we need something from your swamp for the Tritons, we will need to deal with the cult who have taken up residence there. So it feels like a logical first step. Mm. If it would help prove my innocence, I will kill every last one of those cultists. (laughs) Well, we don't... We don't know if they've done anything <laughs> wrong. They might actually be doing work you like. So let's go talk to Wajdi and hear that side of things. And then we'll go talk to the cultists and hear their side of things. And then the answer may be to murder everyone. But let's find out. Maybe it'll turn out they're actually involved in the cluster in a way you don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Just so. Yes. <laughs> um, Gwendolyn, uh, do you have anything you want to catch them up on from, from your, your brief imprisonment? Um. I think uh, just confirm to them that my idiot of a brother has, is king now. So uh, I'll convey okay. that to them. He won't, do, be do king for, he won't be king for long. That's the important thing. Usurpers to the throne is, uh, that's treason and that's sentenced by death. Yeah, and apparently he's being really rude to the people here. Which is like, why they're like, why I'm basically being held hostage. Ah, so they think you're some kind of emotional lever to be used to turn him. Yeah, little do they know that, like, he, I mean, I told them that he killed, like, everyone. 
Did you tell them that he tried to kill you and that's why you're in the I army? can't remember. Well, he that means no. succeeded in killing you. That's actually even more true, but... Yes, he did. Do you know what? Let's go to Wajdi. This is kind of fucked up. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so you make your way um, out into uh, the, the streets of Sour, um, and... Uh, it's uh, it's evening. Um, there is um, just that kind of gentle, um, fresh breeze uh, coming in off the water um, that's tainted by just kind of um, a smell that you've noticed ever since you arrived, but that is uh, particularly pronounced um, sort of in the city. Um, it's uh, unfortunately just kind of a, a smell of, of uh, unwashed bodies that have perhaps been working out um a lot uh it just kind of mm-hmm. lingers uh, in the air you're suddenly very very acutely aware of why murdoch was so taken by your scent duncan because it is rough out here it's kind of a like high school uh locker room stank uh level of gross which i'd completely forgotten about until i started playing rec volleyball at the local all boys high school <laughs> gym on the weekends and like my god just <laughs> cleanse it with fire <laughs> <laughs> just burn it down all of it start start anew um uh but um yes it's uh there's there's something rotten in the state of bleen um you uh you start to make your way through the streets um you've been uh murdoch told you that um uh wajdi is um currently dealing with a situation at uh deployment uh we'll say a uh, deployment center blue. Um, it's uh, one of uh, four deployment centers on um, the, uh, the Island city of sour. Um, there are other smaller islands in the consortium that are purely deployment centers. Uh, but of course, as with any large business, it pays to have a, a couple kind of near Satellite your headquarters. locations. Well, it pays to have a couple close to home so you can point at and say, this is what we do. Um, it's mm. kind of like putting one car factory near your head office anywhere in probably the US and then just building the rest of them in like overseas. It's just like, look, no, we do it too. Uh, like that fucking aggravating Apple label. It's like designed in California, made in China. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> um, so it's that kind of deal. Um uh, also, early on, you know, similar to um, how uh, I believe it's how Hong Kong uh, developed, which was like, if you start out as kind of a major port city, and then like a city grows around the ports that are constantly seeing traffic, like eventually there's more city than ports, but those ports are still there. And I think that's very, very true of this. Um, in any case, uh, four deployment centers, uh, each color coded. Um, deployment center blue is where where Watch D can be found this evening. Um, you approach it and you realize it's one of the large buildings uh, you saw previously. Um, in the sort of lower uh, reaches, there isn't sort of another culture's building slapped around it. Uh, it's just too damn big. Um, however, there is. Uh, a sense of um, artistry and craftsmanship uh, to this building that is uh, different from, from the others you've seen. And um, Gwendolyn, uh, can you roll me perception with advantage on, on Bleen? Yes. Bleen shit. Not 20, baby. Ooh. I rolled a 20 to 19. That was good. Damn, very good. Um, you recognize this as um, 
sort of like essentially ancient uh, turtle art. Uh, this is, uh, it seems to have fallen out of favor. It's not something they do anymore, hmm. but um, there's uh, intricate carving in the wood of this building. It's still structurally very similar to everything else, but it was yeah. built at a time where embellishments seem to matter. Um, in modern parlance, it would be a bit like, you know, if you walk, say, Chicago or any, any particularly North American city kind of known for its, its beautiful architecture. So you have a bunch of buildings that are like stunning and have a lot of embellishment and craft in like the sconces and everything else. And then you'll see a building built yesterday. And it's like, it's glass. It's like, oh, well, what about it? Oh, it's mostly glass. It's like, okay, so it's going to last the test of time, right? <laughs> no. Um, so it's that. We're like, we just don't build buildings that way anymore. And it kind of sucks. Um, I think it's like, you guys, like, incredibly, that one pager that I got just before the consortium got to Orwell talked about ancient total art and architecture. Yeah. This is what it is. I, I think guess. The, the, the king... <laughs> The King uh, King Veldrin was like, definitely fingies crossed that they were bringing something like this because it would have been a real feather in his cap. There, yeah. As you can probably imagine, anything that predates Orville um, is viewed as like a pretty good get because Orville itself is kind of so young and kind of invented its own history that having those older things, you know, it's, it's like every British museum, just like, oh, we can steal the oldest things in the world. And we'll just put them up for everyone to look at and be like, cool, right? It's like... <laughs> um, so yes, he gave you the one pager. Sadly, uh, all they brought was chaos. Um, <laughs> in any case, old building. Um, and, uh, you can see, uh, even from the outside, uh, just tons of pallets of crates, uh, and boxes of all shapes and sizes being, being moved in and out. That said, um, where the, uh, the sort of carts that would, uh, collect these, these, uh, sort of things to be shipped are, um, there's a huge, huge, huge backlog of, of carts kind of crammed together. Um, and uh, you can see crews desperately working to clear streets. You're not quite sure what, what's going on. But there's clearly kind of like obstacles here and there. Um, but uh, you get the sense of uh, a system that when working smoothly is highly efficient, but is not uh, in uh, modern for us, but future for you, dear listener terms. It's like when that big fucking boat got stuck in the canal, suddenly systems that are normally very, very like easy to track, you know, set your watch by them just instantly collapsed because oops, big boat got stuck. (laughs) So um, all that to say a lot of chaos, uh, a lot of inefficiencies. Uh, People are still loading things, but there's definitely a sense of uh, frustration in the air. Um, you've been told that uh, Wajdi, uh, as uh, the Pontifex of Beliefs, will be inspecting this uh, deployment center, as there have been uh, a lot of instances of uh, Jossian um, uh, acolytes on site uh, kind of spreading the, the word of Jossi to, uh, to employees, which is not smiled upon. Um, so you will find him inside kind of uh, conducting an investigation. How would you like to approach this? Uh, well, we need to speak with Wajdi. So getting access to them is first and foremost, I would think. Um, yeah, so I'm, th- I'm thinking we need to talk to Wajdi directly first, because if anyone sees Maka talking to a Jassian, before we speak to Wajdi, they're going to assume Maka is guilty of fraternizing with this cult. So we need a way to get straight to Wajdi with no one in the way. You think it's a problem that I have the similar Jossie on my chest? Well, I don't think that's going to help on the scale of things. Um, 
is there a way we could just knock on the door and see if they'll talk to us? Like, I feel like there may be the lowest tech solution to this problem yes. rather than trying to do something fancy. Like it um, is, it's an active warehouse. So like you can just walk up to the door. There's those guards and stuff, but you, I think, yeah, we just go up and talk to the guards. It's probably Duncan's first move. Great. Um, so you walk up and uh, the guards um, are uh, again, like, as you've seen, like kind of the, the, the turtle tough that you're, you're getting used to, to seeing. Um, but they're both wearing uh, um, uh, blue vests, um, just very, very uh, sort of reassuring um, stitched fabric uh, blue vests that do absolutely nothing to diminish how scary these two fuckers are, but um, are clearly there. And um, as you approach, one of them just says, uh, greetings, strange ones. This one has completed his task of being a greeter. Now I must ask you your business or prevent you from entering. These are the jobs of the greeters. Thank you for your grand greeting, Honorable Tortle. My name is Duncan Kindano, first captain of the Dawnbreakers. This is Maka Deathcap, gravekeeper of your people. And mm. this is Princess Gwendolyn of Orville. We are here to speak with Wajdi Vinemero, the Pontifex of Beliefs, to help find the solution to the problems that the cult of the Jassians have been creating for this, is it distribution center? Uh, deployment center. This deployment center. Distribution sounds like a heartless process. Deployment is, we are told, in training a much friendlier way to discuss the distribution of items. Excellent. Yes. Yeah, so if we could either come inside to speak to Wajir, you could bring Wajir. We believe we could be of great assistance. Is it because you have brought the leaders here for execution? I see the sign of the Jassians on both of them. Oh, I speak up. Like, believe it or not, this is actually a scar that I got from, like, a knife going in and being, like, a sword being, like, twisted in, in the armor. So he, just a weird coincidence. His eyes narrow and he says, wait, this one says they got stabbed in the chest by a knife? No, the armor. Yes, but you presumably were in the armor and the knife went in and out and you are still here? Believe yes, it or not, yes, yes, I yes. wasn't she, in the she, armor at the time. Yes, she survived Was her I? injuries. She survived her injuries. Uh, we need to go in because we are from a different faction of Jossians. We disagree with people leaving their position at work and we'd like to find a way to get those Jossians to come back in. I mean, okay, I, I just, this one would like, to show respect to the one who was stabbed in the chest. That is metal as hell. Um, and then uh, he raises his, his hand for a, a fist bump. To you, Gwendolyn. Uh, I, think <laughs> I think I probably do like the hand over the fist. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like, awful oh. for all involved, but also could potentially cause okay. a diplomatic incident. So like, he just kind of nods, um, <laughs> and um, the uh, the other one goes inside um, and uh, comes back and says, "Yes, uh, 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 the Pontifex will be happy to see you. Please follow me." Um, and uh, you're led kind of um, in through like a very nice welcome welcome center, you know, like nice high ceiling. Um, the uh, it's got kind of a, a bunch of torches that are burning. 
Uh, there's kind of a large, beautiful wooden desk um, with uh, with a, a, a smiling turtle, uh, just kind of like happily writing writing away. Um, well, you know, sneezing. Um, and uh, you're led sort of past that uh, through a side door, and uh, the tone changes incredibly. The embellishments are gone. You can still see some of the carvings, but they've been worn down over time uh, by what from looks of things cargo rubbing against them and just like whatever work went into making this place beautiful has been completely kind of washed away by um, the speed of, of deployment and the, uh, the kind of processes that new people have implemented. Um, the place is bustling. Um, there are uh, just like, think like Indiana Jones, uh, like at the end of Raiders when they're putting the Ark of the Covenant away in what we later discover is Area 51 uh, Crystal Skull. Honestly, good choice. Sense. This is a good fucking, good, good call in a series of bad calls. Yeah, I made a couple good ones. <laughs> uh, that one in Marion Ravenwood. Those are the only two ones you made, but they were good ones. Um, so anyway. Still haven't seen it. Uh, you just did. Uh, um, we just gave you all you need to know from that, cool. from that movie. Um, but um, it's that, but with just like ladders and pulleys and just turtles, like like running around, moving boxes um, onto these these carts that they're then taking out. Um, but at a glance, like this place is is it's chaos. It's the, again, you can see the system's broken down. Um, Maka for you, this entire place smells sick. You can just like more so than what you felt on the air. Um, you almost feel queasy and it's not your stomach. It's like the cluster itself is queasy being in this space. There's just such a kind of crush of, um, of the, the affliction going on here. It's also the most turtles you've been around since you arrived in a concentrated space. Um, but uh, this, this space feels sick. Am I getting the impression that there is something in intrinsic or inherent to this space that is causing or amplifying sickness, or is it just because I've been around? I'm around so many turtle uh, turtles uh, right go now. Go ahead and roll me a medicine check, please. Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, you get the sense that it's both. I mean, from a purely medical standpoint, um, these work conditions suck. Uh, if anyone is sick, and it would seem that everyone is sick, so. You're basically, I think, in terms of cycles, just seeing like the sick getting each other sicker. Um, but it's also a much more um, like it, it's, again, it's the most people you felt packed in one space. Um, so I think the the combination of the two, one is just like this is a bad scene for for these folks. The other is, oh God, if you put them all together, I can physically feel this this curse and what it's what it's doing uh, to everyone. Uh, at this point, you are you are very certain that this can't be a, a purely bacterial or viral thing um, because virology doesn't affect the spores the way this is. Um, Duncan, for you, as uh, a guy who has spent a lot of time in kind of the docks uh, up in Orville, it's a familiar enough scene, but also in the same way that Gwendolyn kind of realized like, Oh, we thought we were playing pro baseball, but it was actually T-ball. We were just knocking a ball off a stick and we thought we were gods. Um, you're seeing the dock system in Orville perfected. Um, it's what all of the dock masters you've ever met wished they could pull off. And honestly, it's interestingly what byproduct would look like if it had been folded into Orville. 
like if they weren't doing if like all the Orvalian needs weren't being processed down uh, on the surface and then brought up, this is kind of what it would be. Um, it rubs you the wrong way as as a working class fellow yourself, um, but also in terms of uh, kind of a gross failure of leadership on behalf of the consortium. This is this isn't like some evil thing that's happening. This is just the business of the entire seemingly the entire country. Um, you make your way through and are brought to um, uh, one of the, the foreman's offices um, that is, you know, arraigned with um, just kind of like uh, just paperwork everywhere. It's very, very well sorted. Um, and amidst it all, um, there is um, a, um, a, a turtle who is uh, wearing a, a velvet, uh, velvet cape. Um, as they turn around, they've got a velvet skirt. Um, and, uh, he's got those little, um, uh, like tiny circular sunglasses from, uh, the fucking Bram Stoker Dracula movie, uh, and, or Morpheus from the matrix, uh, just pinched onto his, um, matrix two specifically pinched onto, uh, his little turtle snout. Um, and, uh, he is wearing a Pope hat. There's a straight up Pope hat. <laughs> uh, it's made of the same, uh, purple as the, uh, the skirt and the cape. Um, and, uh, because, uh, his head is a turtle head, not a human head. Uh, it is tied in an elaborate bow under his chin. Um, and he turns to, to face you and he says, Oh, greetings, greetings. Uh, another faction of Jossie, I see. Wait. And he turns to the assistant and he whispers something and says, mock a death cap. The traitor returns. Come to see the fruits of your labor. Come to their fruition. He's clearly using the same words over and over again, but he likes to feel important. So he, you see him catch it and then just sit in it. <laughs> and and just I think close his hands over his gut and kind of uh, glare beautiful. at you. Duncan will have like taken a step back kind of subtly so that Maka is the one leading the group because we really need him to get the fucking credit for this. And Duncan is confident in a quiet way that Maka will actually be able to handle this conversation because Maka can't accidentally pretend to own a cult as far as he's sure. Yeah, yeah this is a this is a pretty win, like wins all the way down, honestly. Uh, so Maka, um, you are you're on the hot seat. Uh, how do you respond? I am indeed. Marker Deathcap, and I have come here to assist you with your troubles regarding these so-called worshippers of Jossie. I have taken the poison. I will comply with the laws of Blaine and prove my innocence. Tell me, tell me about these Jossie cultists that plague you so um yeah uh he believes you there's a whole he does a whole like insight like you know just trying to gauge like what the angle is here um uh, you've got like a scary looking human uh who's got like weapons and shit uh you've got a giant armored suit like there should be an angle but to duncan's point like I was trying to figure out what to make you roll for just being honest, where it's like, mm -hmm. can, can he like, and it's not actively doing anything. It's just like 
does he believe you? So instead, I just rolled on his behalf. And yeah, it's it's like <laughs> he doesn't want to, but there's no lie. <laughs> like yeah. there's no I mean, hint of guile. It's just like this is the way it is. I'm at minus one for this stat, but persuasion would probably be like, I'm telling the truth. It just you gotta believe me. Yeah, oh well, I considered yeah. it, but I mean the problem with persuasion is there's some craft to it, right? Whereas this is just like this is the way. Um yeah, so I, it's I think my brain says, Yeah, you did the right thing, just roll perception for the guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he uh he nods slowly and you can see him uh relax a little bit. Uh and he just says, Oh, that is so good to hear. Oh, okay. Listen, I'm uh I'm in a bit over my head. Um, and uh, if I get in too far over my head, it ruins my hat. So I really do need your assistance. Uh, it is good to hear you drank the poison. This means that all of this is entirely within the realm of the Bleen legal system. Cool. Uh, so the Jossians, I am somewhat surprised Marker Deathcap does not know of them, for they... They say that what they do is in your name. Uh, you as the the prophet of of Jossi, the 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 wrathful. Um, they they come in here into our deployment centers and spread their horrendous propaganda, telling the workers to leave their positions and to help them collect the dead, to try and create a tribute large enough to stem the wrath of Jossi. They say that you told them to do it, but I see you here. You do not look like them, nor do you seem to be afflicted by the curse itself. I feel like I've been bamboozled. Seem there has been a fundamental misunderstanding of Jossi, the god of death. I have no knowledge of these followers you speak of. Jossie commune with myself and only myself. Jossie being the god of something as natural as death and the life that comes from it has no need for wrath. I am Jossie's wrath. Hey y'all, Laura here. I hope I'm not interrupting a super tense moment, though to be honest, I edit all our shows now, so if I am, you can totally blame me. I just wanted to take a sec to say thank you so much for listening and invite you to help us keep on creating this show and our other shows through our Patreon. We've got different levels of membership with rewards like access to our regular behind the scenes chats about the shows and our lives, getting to listen to episodes before they air, and all patrons get to join our Discord, which is a super friendly community of fans. Anyways, all this info can be found at patreon.com slash dice. So thanks again for listening, and now back to the show. He nods uh, and says, uh, well, for all of our sakes, Marker, Deathcap, I hope you are correct, because death does not seem to have the same effect it once did in Bleen. Now, the cultists have spread their propaganda for the day here. And he, he kind of thrusts a, um, a, a, like a crudely drawn hand brochure. It's like a bad facsimile of the Jossie symbol, um, as written by someone who is kind of imagining it, but probably hasn't seen it. Um, and uh, he says, uh, as I understand it, they are gathering 
bodies to bring to what would have been your hut, now the Temple of Jossi the Wrathful. They should be there tonight. They refuse to operate in the day, claiming that Jossi only wishes to see them in the night. What with the moon and all. And he just kind of like pokes <laughs> Gwendolyn's chest. Uh, taking a closer look at this uh, propaganda, what what's what does um, Maka make of it? It uh, so it it it's very simple. It just says um, uh, people of Bleen, uh The rage of the goddess is endless. Um, we must do what we can to ease it. Uh, collect the unrotted dead and bring them to her that we may stem her rage. But then it just like gives directions to how to get to, to my, to your, your swamp, swamp. Your eminence, uh, sire Pontifex in terms of solving this problem that clearly plagues you both metaphorically. And I apologize for the double meaning. Um, would you prefer that they simply stop preaching and stay away? Or would you prefer that they come and take up the work within the deployment centers and only preach at night? Or do you require an end to the cult and a return to their work? Um, he, uh, he just shakes his head and says, um, there are enough problems in the deployment centers without trying to fold rabble back in. I have looked at the teachings of this Jossi god of death to you, Mr. Tortle. Uh, I like to say that about us sometimes, you know, it makes us all feel special. So Mr. Tortle. Uh, the teachings of be it a god of death or a god of uh, wrath are incompatible, as I see it, with the greater makeup of religion in Sour in particular, but perhaps greater bleen. I am concerned about the spread of this cult, and I am concerned about the influence. They do not simply come from the deployment centers. They seem to come from all walks of life, everyone from the democratic nobility on down. This is spreading like wildfire, almost as quickly as the curse itself. I do not want them back here. I simply want this sorted. Would you have any interest in perhaps an official version of the rules and the religion of Jassy penned by Marka that could be put through official channels that would meet the acceptable nature of your current religious beliefs? Only once the cult has been quashed, and of course, only once the judgment of Mr. Tortle over here has been passed, would I be remotely comfortable, but allowing a a traitor to our nation to establish a religion on the ashes of a cult and then being executed for said treasons does not sit well with the Pontifex. Yes, I Mr. Can Pontifex, sometimes I like to feel special too. I can understand that, Mr. Pontifex. Um, I only suggested as if we remove the cult, there will be a vacuum where you could perhaps direct any remaining people with Jassian sympathies, we could of say. Of course. A positive avenue. But of course, after after the trial, after if everything. If Marco is found sense. innocent by the entirely, entirely objective jury of his peers, myself included, 
then yes, very happily, we will take the official version, particularly a controllable version that has been approved by the pontifex of beliefs would be ideal. Market, do you have any further questions before we go to meet with these Jassians? Two questions. I will be brief, Vine Marrow. Have these Jossians sought to cure the sickness afflicting everyone? Um, he looks kind of sadly at you and um, he says, in all of my knowledge of all of the religions of Bleen, there is no cure for this. Hmm. They are doing what they think may alleviate the curse by bringing the children of Jossie, as they have come to call them, the unrotted, to her. But I fear this will not be enough. Hmm. And you, Vine Merrill, when did you get sick? When did you succumb to this illness? Um, he uh, kind of narrows his eyes and he says, I... As the pontifex of beliefs am above such things. However, I will admit to minor symptoms of, of the curse. Uh, it has lingered with me for some time, several months, if I am being honest. And it would seem that either you are a savior or you are to be murdered for your actions. So really, I feel like I can tell you. Who are you going to tell? Her? And he points at the armor. It's like him. Ah, Maka like also like chuckles like, <laughs> indeed, I am truly hated by my people. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he just nods like he's with you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Gwendolyn, you've been respectfully silent. Do you have any questions before we move on? Um... I mean, no is an acceptable answer, just to be clear. Like, yeah, I don't think I should say anything. All right, then, your eminence, we appreciate your attention and your information, and we will solve, shall we call it, the Jassian cult problem for you post haste. That would be appreciated. We have uh, much Sundara to get out into the world. I wish you the best of luck. I should mention this will, of course, have no bearing on how I view the trial. And we would never want it to have any such bearing. Oh, to be clear, it will. If you do this for me, I will very much. I I, I don't understand if subtlety and innuendo is is understood uh, by by you, but yes... uh, Understood oh. by me, but not by Maka, so this is actually a good balance. Oh, uh, good. Okay, yes, yes, very good. Uh, I shall leave you to it. I have cultists to track down. Uh, and he turns back to a map that clearly will not help him track down cultists, <laughs> but it's something he can do that makes him look very busy and important. Nice. Um, and with that, uh, the three of you uh, begin your long trek into the swamp, uh, the moon high above your heads, in search of the cult of Jossie the Wrathful.
This episode of Curse Code and Crowd Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc, Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse Code and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire on Friendly, Great Dane, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.